With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. We begin with the latest COVID-19 test result. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says some 256 tests have been carried out since our last report on Monday. All of the 256 COVID-19 tests are negative. Two men, a 38-year-old from Georgetown and a 40-year-old from Bodentown, are under arrest on drug charges. Police say they tried to pull the vehicle over Saturday night. It was dragging a vessel on a trailer, and it looked like it had been retrieved from a North Church Street launching ramp. In spite of the emergency lights and sirens, the vehicle didn't stop until it arrived at a residence in the Rock Hole area. A search revealed a large quantity of packages containing what appeared to be ganja, an estimated 950 pounds of ganja. The men have been charged with importation and possession of ganja with intent to supply. Mother Nature put on quite a show in the BRAC early this morning, knocking out power to some businesses and residences. So around 1.30 a.m. we received uh, a number of lightning strikes uh, here in Kimmerbrack. Uh, we did get damage on uh, three different transformers, uh, one on the lowland and two on the bluff. Um, our crews have been out from around 2 o'clock this morning uh, working to replace the transformers and um, and restore power to all affected sites. Jonathan Tibbetts, general manager of Cayman Brack Power and Light, tells Radio Cayman who was affected by the lightning strikes. Only three um, transformers actually were affected, and um, and it affected one business, which is Radio Cayman, and then uh, one apartment complex, and a, um, and a small, small portion of a subdivision. So we had about six homes and... Um, and four apartments that were without power. He says due to a fast response, power was regained within a couple of hours. Everybody's had power back um, since roughly 2.30 this morning. Um, like I said, the, the crews were out even in the storm uh, repairing and, and um, replacing transformers and fuses and so forth. And we had three areas that we know were damaged or affected. And um, the last one uh, was replaced this morning at around 6 o'clock. Among the victims of the lightning storm, Radio Cayman's transmitter, which took it off the air. While the station is down, you can stream us live or watch our YouTube channel. The Office of the Ombudsman Annual Report for 2019 is tabled in the Legislative Assembly, showing a year of, quote, significant growth and accomplishment. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. 2019 was a busy year for the Ombudsman's Office, which added significant capacity during the year, which enabled it to respond more robustly to data protection and maladministration complaints, both of which increased during 2019. Although it has taken a little more than two years to bring all these responsibilities under one roof, with the appropriate legislation in place, the Office of the Ombudsman is now firing on all cylinders, and we truly are the one-stop shop that was envisioned by the legislature. Ombudsman Sandy Hermiston tells Radio Cayman the office managed to work through a number of backlogged public complaints against the police service, where a total of 144 historical matters initially brought to the RCIPS under a previous version of the police law have been resolved. Data protection was the busiest section for the Ombudsman's office last year, receiving 192 inquiries, as well as 12 complaints from members of the public and 25 complaints from organizations. The maladministration whistleblower investigations team was also busy, getting 106 inquiries compared to just 58 in 2018. The team resolved 75 complaints in 2019. Inquiries from the public about police conduct also increased from 18 in 2018 to 33 last year. The actual number of police complaints received were 62 in 2019, in addition to the 67 carried forward from 2018. The two-person police investigations team managed to handle these new cases while at the same time clearing up the historical backlog. 
The Ombudsman's Office also handled about 60 Freedom of Information inquiries, compared to 87 in 2018, the only area where the Ombudsman's caseload was reduced. However, the Ombudsman issued a record 12 FOI decisions in 2019 in the 10th year since the coming into force of the FOI law. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Make it equal. That's what the member from Northside would like lawmakers to consider with regard to duty tariffs on liquor and fuel. Whereas all goods, merchandise, and all other items imported into the Cayman Islands except for fuels, gasoline and diesel, and alcohol for consumption are charged duty on cost of the goods plus insurance and freight. And whereas fuels and alcohol for consumption are charged on volume, whereas this leads to discrimination against all residents who drink cheap liquor, and whereas fuel imported companies do not have to disclose the cost of the fuel being imported, which could lead to government losing revenue. Be it therefore resolved that government considers changing the customs and border control law to bring equality to the way duties charged on fuels and alcohol for consumption to be in line with all other imports, that is, cost, insurance and free. Just before the Legislative Assembly wrapped up Friday, MLA Ezard Miller tabled his private member's motion. He told lawmakers because the cost of fuel to importers is kept as a closely guarded secret, he couldn't do a detailed analysis of the duty disparity. But liquor? That was a different story. If I go overseas and I pay $4 for a liter of rum, and when I get to the airport, that due to rate is a flat $11.85. That's 275% due But So the bottle of rum then cost me $15. If I was to pay the standard duty, which is 22%, I would only be paying 88 cents duty, so the bottle of rum would be $4.88. On the fuel side, he says the change in the law would force fuel companies to tell government what they pay for the fuel they import, along with the cost of freight and insurance. And government they would then have a ready comparison to see where the markup and where the profit is being made on fuels in the Cayman Islands. Because government could easily determine from an invoice what the fuel costs, including government duty. If we did it on a percentage basis, it forces the fuel companies to declare what they're paying for the fuel. And that seems to be the problem why we can't better regulate the fuel costs in Cayman. Minister of Finance, the Honorable Roy McTaggart, answering on behalf of government, thanked the member for highlighting the issue, adding that government has considered the motion and would accept it. There is a government review underway on the customs tariff law to help identify areas that can be improved and where the law can be amended. Since the expungement board started operations in 2018, the number of applications submitted and approved by the board have increased significantly. Tabling the board's annual reports for 2018 and 2019 in the Legislative Assembly, Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson reminded lawmakers that under the criminal records spent conviction law, an ex-con, having served his or her sentence and completing a period of crime-free behavior, is eligible to apply for an expungement of that criminal record. The annual report for 2018 indicates that six applications were submitted to the board. Of these applications, one application was deemed eligible and approved by the board. In contrast, Madam Speaker, the annual report for 2019 indicates that 52 applications were submitted to the board. Of these applications, 29 were deemed eligible and approved by the board. For both years, the reports show the most common reason for applicants not being approved 
was that they'd not completed the required crime-free period outlined in the law. Since this means that such applications have not met the requirements set out, to, set out in the law to be considered, they would have been deemed ineligible by the board. Mr. Manderson says the law has had a profound and positive impact on the community. I think at times we, here in this parliament, we pass laws and we wonder whether these laws are actually having an effect on our, on our people. The procedures that we have put in place, the board that we have put in place, and the staff who is working with the board is actually doing the job of what we intended. We've been able to make people's lives better. Not all offenses are eligible for expungement, including treason, murder, and possession of child pornography. The Cayman Islands Red Cross Mobile Health and Wellness Clinics for Children and Adolescents wrap up week one in West Bay. And we'll now head east in the coming weeks. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego catches up with the Red Cross's Deputy Director, Carolina Ferreira, to find out how the clinics have been going. We are very happy for the support um, that we have had from, from the community in disseminating this information. Um, and we started in the District of West Bay. Uh, we were able to see 43, 43 uh, young people over the course of the week um, and to be able to provide uh, assistance and support there. Okay, now for these free physical and mental health check for the children and adolescents um, remind us of the process what is that like when they when they uh, go through the service or when they go through the checks so um, we have the physical health check is being provided by doctors from the health services authority um, as well as the children's clinic the mental health check is being provided um, by the wellness center the family resource center um, hsa um, eap on course cayman um, aspire and the alex banton foundation and if you can reiterate the mission and the goal of of this of this uh, mobile health and wellness initiative the aim behind this continues to be to try to provide services holistic services to children and adolescents uh, who may be in need of of some assistance um, and also just to see where where people are at um, in light of everything that has been happening this year so we were very happy to be able to to serve the community for the first week and we're looking forward to everything that's coming up and speaking of coming up, remind us of remind us again where the units are headed now. We have just started week two. We will be in West Bay and Georgetown this week. Um, the dates for West Bay are going to be Wednesday and Thursday this week, so the fifth and sixth of August. Um, and then we will be in Georgetown already from Friday, August seventh. Um, and the the full schedule for this week uh, can be found on our Facebook page um, and is also being disseminated. And to book an appointment or for additional information people can call us on 547-0918 they can also whatsapp us on that number 547-0918 or email health at redcross.org.ky health h-e-a-l-t-h at redcross.org.ky now let's check in with Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. She has a look at local sports. The Cayman Islands Football Association will begin its Boys and Girls Youth Festival this weekend. The festival will continue every weekend through August and is a prelude to the return of the regular season in September. CIFA President Alfredo Whitaker says it's a football fun day for kids. This weekend on the 8th and 9th, we're starting with the Boys and Girls U8 on Saturday and U10. On Sunday, starting here at CIFA from 9 a.m. until 12. This is going to be pretty much like a fun day for the kids. 
just to come out and play some football. There is no winners. There is no losers. The format is 5v5 for the U8 and also the U10. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have refreshments. We're going to have family atmosphere. And obviously, still following government protocol with the number of spectators or parents, in this case, that would be allowed around the field. Then we will continue on on Saturday the 15th with the boys U12 right here at CIFA, starting nine also. Still format 5v5. And this tournament is not open only for clubs, but we're inviting every single child from anywhere on island that want to come and have some fun. If you don't have a team, we will find you a team. And if any group of players from a specific area needs pickup, we'd be more than happy to provide that pickup for them. So we're starting this weekend and it will go on throughout the month of August into September where we're going to be finishing with the U18 on Sunday. This one is 7v7, so it's not really no 11 aside. Everything is 5v5 and 7v7 to get the kids and the young young adults, the teens, ready for when the season kickoff. All games will play at the CIFA Center for Excellence field in Prospect. And a former female boxer is giving back to her sport. This is the final week of the Cayman Islands Boxing Association Kids BoxFit Summer Camp. The three-week camp saw a turnout of at least 25 kids engaging in fitness, fundamentals of boxing, how boxing began and the techniques on how to become a great athlete in a fun, open-space boxing gym. The operations manager for the Cayman Islands Boxing Association is a former amateur boxer herself. Tracy Seymour says it's been a treat seeing the passion in the eyes of each child over the weeks. I see more kids actually wanting to learn the art of boxing and actually that natural talent that, you know, we haven't seen in a long time, especially from that young age, I believe. I'm just recently coming back, so I can't really say, you know, there wasn't natural talent before. But for me, being back and being new and seeing, like, just how the kids react and actually sparks um, a light in me and reminds me of when I used to box. And so it's very fulfilling to see such young kids because we have as young as I believe seven years old and just it's like a natural raw talent for them and they've never touched a bag or gloved up before so to see them and how they pick up so quickly on the sport was very eye-opening to me and very shocking to most of us and we like how they are just basically more in tune with staying fit being active versus just sitting around and playing video games so for me that was like a difference because I, I thought all kids these days just want to you know sit down and just play video games all day or <laughs> they would get bored or they wouldn't want to do the activities or they will complain a lot and we have not really had that for this whole summer program and the fact that parents are coming in telling us how much you know their kids are loving it we even had one kid who didn't want to come whatsoever his parents basically forced him to come and now they couldn't get him out the Seba box fit camp continues through this week at the D Dalmain Ebanks boxing gym from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for ages 8 and up it's $20 per day that'll do it for sports for this evening i'm Dion Anglin back to you april Thank you, Dion. YMCA and Saxon partner to offer a teen leadership program this summer. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has the details. YMCA and Saxon bring forward a team leadership program. 
So Teen Lead On is a leadership development program designed specifically for teens aged between 13 and 17. And it's going to be led by our team and really comprised of various workshops, um, seminars, um, island-wide excursions, the Ropes Challenge course, really programming geared around developing leadership skills, communication, teamwork, self-confidence. So those are the, the skills that are going to be um, developed through um, specific programming in the Team Lead On program. Jillian Smith, Executive Director of the YMCA, says they were thrilled to have Saxon join and lend some assistance to the program. One is that they have financially subsidized the programs. We remove financial barriers entirely. So no matter what the child's background is, financial situation, how their family has been impacted by COVID, they don't have to worry about a cost with the program. And then the other way that they're supporting is they're actually going to be getting their staff involved with volunteering. So their staff will be involved in the screening and interview process of applicants. Participants that complete the program will receive a YMCA leadership certificate which will be helpful for them. I know a lot of the schools are requiring volunteer hours, leadership development. Um, if they're looking to apply for college or, or job applications, there also is a component of the program that is volunteer hour based. So it's not just a one week program that they get a certificate and they're on their way. There is going to be a requirement to complete 40 hours of volunteer service within six months following the program completion. The deadline to apply for Team Lead On is this Friday, August 7th at 4 p.m. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. You can find the information at ymcacayman.ky forward slash teens. You can fill out the electronic application there. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.